Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Alex Coos. I'm Jeremy Duvall. I'm Matt Croger. And I'm Steve Hildrew. Welcome, everybody. So, this is... Um, so, for the first time ever, four members of the Countercharge hosting team. Team? Are we a team? I think we're a team. Um are in a single tournament, so this is the call to arms. Brotherhood. A brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yes. But not like the rubbish brotherhood that's like all like Basilean or Green Lady and stuff like that. No. A different brotherhood. A brotherhood of podcasters. Mmm. Good. So we're all in the Call to Arms tournament, which is uh, the biggest ever Kings of War tournament run in the world. We've we've all joined in because we have nothing better to do with our lives apart from uh, Matt, who still has a full-time job, but is doing it anyway. And we are competing with other players from around the world in a Universal Battle 2 tournament. So we thought it might be fun every round for us to just kind of get together and summarize our games, how they went, and uh, have a little chat about it. So uh, who wants to go first? Let me see. So one thing we should explain is that um, Matt foolishly or bravely challenged the uh, winner of the best of the rest best general alex coos for the first uh, for the first game so maybe we'll do that one last because it is the i feel the culmination of the magnificence of our gaming uh, prowess uh, so Jeremy, you you fought last, so your game is probably the freshest in memory uh, because you're a slacker. So do you want to go first? Go ahead. I'd be happy to go first. Um, do you want to go through your list and then your opponent and then the the game? Sure. Uh, yeah. So I'd be um, happy to go first. Uh, as now everyone has done, following my blazing uh, example, is I put a poll onto the Countercharge Facebook page on what army to play for round one and i'm doing i've been doing it for each gonna do it for each round of uh, the call to arms so the army that won the vote for round one was sylvankin i had four regiments of archers kindred archers i had two regiments of forest shamblers two hordes of forest shamblers a regiment of silver breeze a forest warden with loot i had three master hunters i had a tree herder with the wilt father upgrade and then i had the avatar of the green lady um, so I was kind of like putting um, an army together to sort of kind of capture what I thought was interesting about the Sylvankin list, was, which was basically the Wilt Father and the Master Hunters. Um, and then just kind of trying to fill it in with other stuff that I thought would sort of help support that. So I played Nick Murray from the Reno area, which was really great because Nevada is part of the West region for U.S. Masters, and there's a growing scene in Nevada. So it was really nice to uh, play with him. Um, You know, we're looking to sending some people. They're thinking about running an event in Reno. Uh, So it was really cool to um, play someone I've never played before, but also someone who's like somewhat local to me. He played Undead. Um, His undead list was kind of had some of the key things that you'd have in an undead list. He had two regiments of whites, 
uh, he had two hordes of just normal skeleton warriors. Um, he had a horde of zombies. Um, he had a couple of necromancers with heal. He had a regiment of wraiths. And he had uh, Morgoth. So my idea in setting up was, and, and for those who didn't play in the event, the first scenario was Dominate. So my sort of idea was I put all my trees in the middle and my Wilt Father and the Avatar, the Green Lady, sort of like just trying to make a really tough centered block. So get in the center and then just try to hold down the center. I put some of my archer regiments on the flanks, hoping that maybe I could get him to place his white hordes on the edges to go deal with my archers. And then by the time they turned in to go towards the center of the table, I would have eliminated his most of his middle unit strength. And the whites just wouldn't be able to move any of my trees with the uh, avatar of the green lady. So the plan worked for a the first half of the game, I was able to get his whites, his two white hordes to be flank deployed. And uh, essentially, I was able to kill both his hordes of whites with only having to give up my regiment of Silver Breeze to do it. So that was a pretty good trade. I was happy with that. Uh, the issue that we ran in, I ran into with, with him and, you know, Nick played a solid game was um, I was damaging his unit strength his hordes, like his zombie horde or his skeleton horde in the middle with all of my shooting. Uh, and then I would be sending in forest shamblers to try to finish off the units. Um, and there was a couple turns where I missed nerve rolls on his zombies by, you know, just a, a one or two. Um, and then the next turn, uh, he Morgothed, you know, four to six damage against defense five, uh, pretty consistently for the m most of that game. Um, so it was pretty close. Uh, I did lose at the end. Um, I, I made one mistake where I backed up a, a regiment of forest shamblers into the dominate zone. And when I had looked at it, it, it looked to me like if he countercharged me and rotated over, there would have been a building blocking a horde of skeletons so that he would have countercharged me with the horde of skeletons, but he wouldn't have been in the, uh, the center zone. And I would have been by backing up with my horde of forest shamblers. Um, so I did that. Uh, in an effort so that if we didn't go to turn seven, I was essentially not counter countercharging with the shamblers to move them into the the dominate circle. But when we looked closely and he charged, he was able to um, move all the way over. And, and so essentially, I backed up with a horde of forest shamblers. I didn't countercharge, and it absolutely gave me nothing, no benefit, because the next turn he just charged me with a horde of skeletons. They rotated over, and then he did something like nine damage with just regular skeletons against defense five, and ended up killing that unit anyway. So that was a pretty big. That was like a, just a slight mistake of eyeballing on um, UB, which happens sometimes. And then he had some solid rolls. You know that Morgoth man. I, I get it. You know we, he's probably on the list to maybe get nerfed in the next Clash of Kings. And sort of like the anti talk of him nerfing is well. You know when I play Morgoth, he only does one or two damage, and that can happen. But he's one of those type units that. When you roll hot with him consistently through the game, it almost doesn't matter what you do with a lot of your other army just because he is so powerful. But pretty solid game. Uh, happy to play Nick. Um, it's always great to play new players. It's been fun to sort of like play all these new armies that people are voting on uh, because in playing them, it helps me learn more about them. So when I play them with my actual armies, I have uh, an idea of what's going on. So uh, round two, I'm going to be playing Forces of the Abyss. So I'm looking forward to that. 
What about you, Steve? How did your first game go? Yeah, no, I've been I'm playing some Sylvan Kin as well, actually. And um, so I'm really liking Bosk Wraiths. I think they're really fantastic. Troops of Bosk Wraiths. 20 attacks on a troop is just... And if you get, bring enough of them, then they just can't kill enough of them. I think they're great when they kind of... Uh, sit behind your shamblers. I think they're super. So I think uh, Sylvankin, I think, is a really is the strongest elf list by by quite some margin. Anyway, so I was playing uh, Twilight Kin, and I was challenged by the amazing uh, Dan Miner, who I've obviously never met because he's in America, but I I know his name because he's mentioned quite a lot on this podcast. Usually by you, Jeremy. He's, is he local to you, Dan Miner? Uh, Mama Miner. No. Um... He lives in Canada, but like he's on the west side of Canada, west coast of Canada. So anytime that the California guys go up to the Portland or Seattle events, Dan's always at those. So he's definitely like a big community guy out of the Pacific Northwest. So, but just like a stellar dude, he's probably one of my, you know, top people in the hobby. I really love Dan. He's fantastic, and I was saying to him that it's like meeting a little. A little celebrity for me because I've heard him so much in Counter Charge, and he's, as far as he's concerned, the only thing he's famous for is getting so drunk at Masters that he fell asleep and couldn't play. So uh, I think that's uh, makes me love him even more. So he challenged me, and he, uh, I was bringing Twilight in. So my list was, I've been trying to make a Twilight Kin list that works, and I've been really struggling because Twilight Kin, I think, are not quite tuned yet. And so I was having a chat with Dan King. And Dan was actually drunk at the time, and I was saying, Dan, Twilight Kin, uh, there's no synergy, they're, they're rubbish, blah, blah, blah. And he went, I'll write a list. And in about two minutes, he wrote a list and went, there you go, I could win tournaments with this list. So I was like, cool, I'll play that list then. So I cheated by having um, the UK's number one player write a list for me. So the list is, um, it's a regiment of tall spears, uh, two troops of gargoyles, two hordes of butchers, uh, a troop of shadowhounds. Uh, two regiments of Abyssal Horsemen, an Archfiend, a Soulbane, and Mikael, Lord of Nightmares. So it's only 11 units with unit strength 19. So as it is with all elf lists, it's pretty elite. And there's no items on the entire list. So a 2,000 point list. Yeah, so I was kind of... The, I, the, the point is, so you put the Butchers down the middle uh, with the Soulbane with them. The Soulbane's a really nice little hero. He's 120 points. He's got Dread, Crush 1, Elite mighty stealthy he's you know, all the rules 13 15 then you put the horses on the flank with mikhail because mikhail is a beast uh only six attacks isn't that great but there you go and the tall spear is just there to kind of be unit strength and to pick up some um, items you put gargoyles one with the horses one with the with the um butchers in the middle um, and the archfiend goes down the flank with the shadowhounds so i was playing dan dan was playing ratkin and he played pretty much my ratkin list Pretty much almost exactly the same list so um from memory because i've forgotten to write it down but it's two hordes of um uh shock troops uh, one with pathfinder and one with uh, strider he had i think three vermintide regiments a broodmother so two broodmothers one with boots of levitation and one with the loot uh, he had the demon spawn he had two mutant rat fiends he had a regiment of uh, tunnel runners with sharpness, which is the only unit I don't take because even with sharpness, I find it really hard to get them in. And I think that's it. I, I think that's it. I'm on the edge of my seat for the result. I'm wondering if someone can win with rats. Um, well, he's playing Twilight Kin, so the, the odds are good. I'm uh, not being funny. The odds are looking pretty good there. Um, let me just quickly 
find his list. So you're going to have to edit this bit out while I go da, 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 oak, burn up Facebook, da, 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 talk amongst yourselves. Come on. So I found his list. Um, so, so he didn't have levitate. He's got the Warbow of Carbo on one of them. He's got three regiments of Vermintide, but everything else I've said is absolutely correct. So it's pretty good. It's a it's a nice little list. It's it's as I think as good as a horde based rat list uh, can be. So the the um, board that we deployed that we uh, deployed on it had two forests on one side and two hills on the other side. Uh, and Dan chose sides that he chose the sides with forests. Uh, because he wanted to put his shock troops into those forests. And the only other thing of note was that there was a piece of blocking terrain on my side, kind of in front of one of the forests. And we pretty much both deployed on the right-hand side. So to the right of this building, he put one shock troop horde into each wood. Uh, he put his two mutant rat fiends in the middle. He put um, the demon spawn on the right-hand side. And he kind of sprinkled his vermin tides around, put one broodmother with each um, shock troop horde. So I, I kind of counter deployed against that, as I've explained. So I put the butchers to the net, to, just to the right of that building in the center, with the soulbane. I put and I put everything else on the right. So I had both regiments of my um, cavalry, and then I had the shadowhounds right on the right hand side with the with my with my archfiend behind them. So I know in a, in a one on one, the demon spawn will beat my archfiend. So I had to do something about that. So I put Mikael as there there as well. So Mikael's got the great rule. He's only got six attacks, but he doubles them against uh, monsters, uh, heroes, and titans. So that's pretty great. And then um, and this was really key. I won turn one. So with my list, particularly with Twilight Kin in general, because they are pretty alpha strike, you, you need turn one. Otherwise, you are absolutely struggling right from the off. So I got turn one, which is great. And I played more aggressively than I think I've ever played. So I literally pushed everything as far forward as I could. I got my both cavalry up onto the hill on the right hand side of the board, butchers right down the center with the tall spears behind them. And then, um, and then he kind of just he moved forward slightly, but that allowed me to then. So I put um, my gargoyles, one gargoyle into shock troops that are in the woods on the right hand side, and the other gargoyle just sat right in front of both of his mutant rat fiends, which come up, which he put into the center. So then, and then the shadow hounds went into. So on the right hand side, he had the demon spawn, and he had the tunnel runners on a wall. So they're both facing a wall. So I put the other. Uh, I put the shadow hands right into that, and I put the demons, my demon, right behind him, and then Mikael kind of lingering back, hiding behind my demon, my archfiend, so that he couldn't see him. Then he was forced to engage those. But the, the, the hilarious thing, my, the gargoyles that went to the shock troops uh, did one wound, and then I rolled a double six. So I wavered his shock troops in the woods on on turn one, which was pretty appalling. So he managed, he killed all my chaff, but by that point, I was into him. Um, in the center, it was slightly more dodgy. So I sent one butcher into the shock troops on the left. I sent the other butchers into one of the mutant rat fiends along with the soulbane. The hope was then I could I could kill that in one. It's a dash 20, though, because of the rallying from the various stuff around it. And I think I rolled one. I did a load of wounds. I think I had 10 wounds, uh, but I, I rolled a nine. So I, I didn't manage to, to do anything to that. Which then allowed him on his next turn to to flank my butchers with with his mutant rat fiend, and on the right hand side, um, everything went spectacularly well. So I got Mikael into his into his uh, demon spawn. Um, I don't think I didn't waver him on the first turn, but he didn't kill Mikael on the counter charge, and then I wavered him on the second turn because the uh, although it's the nerve's been upgraded for the um, for the demon spawn, if you can get a few wounds on it, it does get into waver territory pretty quickly. It was a bit of a mess, a bit of a tangle on the right hand side. Um, and I got my my horsemen into various things. He managed to kill um, one of my abyssal horsemen on the counter charge with his um, 
tunnel runners but he left himself open to a flank because what i'd done is by tying up the demon spawn with mikhail and tying up everything else with the kind of my chaff troops and the horsemen i jumped my arch fiend over the back so it was only I, I i couldn't get a 10 and a double turn but i did like a a mover like 13 14 inches and turned to the right so it was facing the back of the mutant rat fiends um so i tied him up on the right and then um i went into the flank of his tunnel runners killing then off um which was uh, gratifying and it got very very bloody in the middle so he took absolutely i, I wavered his shock troops on the left with the butchers eventually um, and it just all got very very painful and he, he didn't use he, he used his uh plague pots on his shock troops a little bit uh, at the wrong time so he kind of wasted them on one side um but everything was getting killed and i was losing units at a rate of knots and i've only got like 11 units by the time um we'd kind of cleared out that stuff on he'd cleared out my stuff on the right he i think he had um I got my Archfiend into the Mutant Ratfiends in the middle. We managed to kill them. And I got the Archfiend then as a rear charge onto his Shock Troops, killing them. So on the right, he had his Demon Spawn. So he, I rolled a double one with the final attack on the Demon Spawn. And he was on uh, 16 wounds and a double one. That was very painful. But this was like turn five. So by that point, he couldn't get his stuff into the middle. So my Archfiend then managed to retreat behind the woods so he couldn't get out of it. And all the time... Um, because of he he bounced off one of the um, butcher units in the middle, my tall spears managed to rear charge um, his mutant rat fiend twice, and they're, you know they're they're reasonably ineffectual, but 45 attacks on fours and fours is not going to be very much fun. So I didn't kill it on the first one, but I definitely killed it on the second one, and then he managed to kill off my butchers finally with his shock troops on the left, uh, along with the drain life from the um, uh, the broodmother. But then I can I shoved the Soulbane in front of them. He's mighty, and he again managed to. I think he killed them in the end. He managed to kill them. Um, a single attack, so six attacks from the from the um, Soulbane managed to kill them off. And then so everything died apart from my Archfiend, the Soulbane, and the Tall Spears. And he couldn't quite get his stuff back far enough. He did get a turn seven, which is what he needed. Uh, and he brought his Demon Spawn over. So I think at that point, I on turn six, I won by uh, four unit strength to one because i think just the brood mother was in 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 there he bought his demon spawn over and he bought his other brood mother over as well he had one vermintide left but he couldn't quite get that in quite cl close enough and then i turned my archfiend around on turn seven and fireballed his demon spawn did one wound and killed him brood mother did a flank a flank charge onto the un completely unhurt tall spears but didn't manage to kill them and so yeah so it ended up a very um very bloody victory but it was a it was a really really good game and dan's a great guy and if i hadn't got turn one i absolutely wouldn't have been able to do that so the list does work it needs uh, some some clever play to make it work properly but uh, it was a really enjoyable game dan's a lovely guy gonna say it's it's interesting uh in dominant in games like dominate if one army heavily weights a flank and the, the table just kind of goes lengthwise you get all these weird flank and rear charges in the late game like you were getting yeah absolutely it was and it, i think my dice were quite hot so i rolled like a, a an eight and a nine to take off a unit early on but then i just couldn't kill the mutant rat fiends i mean a rear child 45 attacks uh, and i with elite and i couldn't kill them it was just absolutely frustrating uh they're very durable, but that those shock troop waivers is what are why that the tangle is so valuable for Rakin. I I find I completely agree. I def I, I I cannot find it's just worth taking unless you're playing twenty five hundred, twenty three hundred. Then taking the 
Um, the ton of runners in a 2,000 point battle, I think, is really tough. Um, I would definitely uh, rate the Tangle and probably just one Mutant Rat Fiend. But yeah, it was a great game. I uh, really enjoyed it. And I, obviously, getting a double six waiver in, in turn one is, is, is in turn two is gross. It's cool to see that you like uh, were able to get a list that can be competitive with that army because I think thematically and model what you could do model wise and just flavor that could be a really awesome army. You could do a lot yeah. of really cool stuff with that from the model hobby perspective. So it's nice to know that you know you can sort of pull from mediocrity something that can uh, be competitive. Absolutely. Yeah, you get access to abyssals and night and night stalkers and elves. It's like that's that those possibilities for like are endless. Absolutely, and I've started modeling that army just because it worked so. I've, I've actually got two lists that work with Twilight Kin. One of them is this one, which is standard, which is a is this you know it's all melee. It, it rewards you for good play. It's really flexible. The other one is an absolute shooting dick list. I've got, I've got a bit. You know, it's got silver breeze. It's got. Um, mind screeches it's got four mind screech it's awful um i don't think i'll ever play that one because i don't want people to hate me that much but you know there are and there will be there are people that will play that list um so that that is another list um i'm not going to model four mind screeches but i am having fun modeling an arch fiend off of some rune wars miniatures uh i've got i've got the original mikhail miniature uh the the um version one Mikhail miniature, which I'm going to paint up as well. So I am having fun uh, modeling that army. So, yeah. So on to the most important, the most important game <laughs> of the counter oh. charge off. I believe oh. it was... Are you, are you finished? Oh, sorry, <laughs> I just had to wake up. Hey, wow. Wow. We're going to come on to I the know. game that Before, we no, 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 no. Before the show, Steve's like, okay, let's like have some quick descriptions of our games. And da, da, da. So I go first, and I, I follow the rules. And then Steve comes out and, and spins his Mark Twainian epic tale of his game. And I'm like, I could have talked more about my game, but yeah. I just I, that's what you get when you follow the rules. He just gets so excited that you don't want to interrupt him. Some people just love the limelight. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's just the truth, I guess. I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I really hate all of you so much. Uh, anyway, so come on, Croja. So you challenged Alex. So I did let's, challenge. Let's, have you found I have your challenge? Told, I'd like to hear it. I have found my challenge, and I've been told it must complete my humiliation by recounting it on the podcast. So here we go. Alex Kuss, today I was wondering out in a boot contemplating life and I thought that we needed to have a good old-fashioned battle royale for the title of best looking counter charge host let's be honest those others definitely don't belong behind uh, sorry those others definitely belong behind a mic and not a camera now I know you think you have this in the bag with your suave Dr Alex profile picture and your performance at the best of those who aren't good enough to make masters tournament well methinks this is just about your best chance to take the title once and for all Let's rumble in call to arms worldwide. And then uh, Alex uh, had, had a bit of a rebuttal. Yeah, it's the, a small... I, I didn't want to... I had to entertain it and accept the challenge. I didn't want to give him too much time. So I said... This is, this is like counter-charge theater. I, gotta, I just is like, this is awesome. <laughs> so in my response, since Matt comes from the future, I had to wake up and actually rescind my reply on the, on the real day. The next day. Um, so my response was, G'day, mate. How are you going? I, that's the extent of my Australian. Uh, I appreciate yeah, that safe. you're willing to challenge up and put your mediocre looks on the line. In the spirit of inter-commonwealth good faith, I accept your challenge. And after I win, 
maybe I'll even give you a few tips on how to style your hair. Uh, those are still forthcoming, I, I, but uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I haven't had, I haven't received those tips yet. You're not a gracious winner, that's for sure. I um oh actually I better say the list. I was going to say I've got some notes here from our game, but I can't read them anymore because they've been all stained through by tears. I will say my list. So I played Brotherhood of the Green Lady, and this is something I want to build in my new Dragon Empire. I, uh, I've i been blinded by the access to Pathfinder and just wanting to have three hammers that all have Pathfinder and to try and make a Horde of the Brotherhood work for, for funsies. So uh, three regiments of men-at-arms, retainers, a Horde of the Brotherhood, uh, with Brew of Strength and the Green Lady Banner Upgrade. Uh, two Orders of Redemption, one with Striding, one with Fire Oil. Order of Forsaken with Potion of Caterpillar. Three Regiments of Woodland Critters. Three Pegasi. A Mounted Druid with Conjurer's Staff and Bane Chant. And a Unicorn with the Loot, Lightning Bolt and the Wings Upgrade. So 15 drops for 29 unit strength. And I was using Undead for my... Uh, the army that I'm painting up right now, it's going to be... Crutches. Yes, my army of crutches. It's the Cult <laughs> of the cult of the Raven. It's the Raven-themed undead army. So, of course, to start with two of the crutches, two regiments of Soul Reaver infantry, one with Elite, one with Pathfinder, a Wraith regiment with the Healing Brew, a Zombie Horde, three Revcav troops... Uh, two hordes of whites, one with brew of haste, one with wine of elvenkind, and then a revenant king on flying worm with uh, meat of madness, and then a revenant king uh, on horse with surge and blade of slashing, a necromancer with inspiring talisman and drain life five, and then another necromancer with conjurer staff and drain life five. I think it's cute that you say there's a theme. The theme's just winning, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the, 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 theme, the, theme, the theme is, is winning. Mo- a modeling theme, but in Universal Battle, the theme is just crushing your enemies. <laughs> um, honestly, I've blocked most of our game from our memory bank, so it's probably more accurate if you recount it, Alex. So, again, we're playing Dominique since the first round of Call to Arms. Um, so I, I deployed mainly... So on the left side of my, just outside of my deployment zone was a building. And then about a third of the way from the left on mats was another building. So the, the left side of the board was a little bit uh, cluttered. And so he ended up deploying his horde of knights on that side. So I had most of my stuff on that side. I think I had one the on the right side with the forest and the impassable or in the obstructions. I just put a horde of zombies the regiment of whites in kind of in the mid a uh, regiment of race sorry in the middle and then whites behind that with a rev cap troop the wraiths were in the middle just as like a to try to define the uh, figure out which way i'm going to need to go with them and then the zombies and whites and rev cap troop were just a delaying force because he had a forsaken horde and a redemption regiment on that flank so on his Right flank, my left flank, you had the Horde of Brotherhood, and then another regiment of Redemption. He had like uh, Pegasi and the Unicorn and some Critters, and then in the middle, he had his three regiments of Retainers. So I, on my left, I had on the far left, in between the, in the small gap between the building 
table edge, I put my Rev King on Wing Worm just on the other side of the building. I had Soul Reaver Infantry with Pathfinder. I had some Rev Cav. Uh, my Speed 8 Whites. Uh, more Rev Cav. And then the other Soul Reaver Infantry in the middle. And then the, the Rev King and Necromancers are kind of in the back supporting all that. I, the one thing I remember from my deployment was having too many critters near the horde and they held both of us up all game. Yeah, <laughs> that was, un, unkillable critters. In er, Early on, there's some funny nerve rolls because I think I had first turn and I moved up and I moved up so that I was in charge range of his chaff so his to allow his pegasine critters to come in and charge me so that I could just kill them off. And then I had positioned my rev cav so that the horde couldn't fit through against any of my hammers so i had set up lanes for my hammers to get through and not enough room for him to get through so i was like i was gonna let him charge my charge with his chaff or block me if he wanted took the bait charged his chaff in and then i think my soul reavers did like 14 or 16 wounds to your uh was it a pegasus <laughs> and then double yeah. one of them mm-hmm. That was and the plan. Then the rev cab only did like a <laughs> one or two wounds to your critters. So that was fine because I didn't want the the horde to come through anyway. And then your other and then your other Pegasus, I think, charged my whites, and then they might have died. That Pegasus might have died. But then that double one and wavering your critters against the rev cav just bogged everything down. And then I think that happened again. Like the the Pegasus died, but then the rev cab wavered the critters again and then you charge your pegasus into the whites and the whites wavered the or the unicorn into the whites and the whites wavered the unicorn so everything was bogged down again Mm. yeah i think the first the first three turns were basically bogged down on one flank and then i think it got to turn four and then my army was gone yeah and then on your 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 forsaken and redemption knights on the other opposite flank we're kind of playing a little cagey, and I think, yeah, you were a little too apprehensive to engage with them, which gave me to, enough enough time on the left to like come through and like because I think a Rev King and Whites took out, I think Whites in the flank got the the horde eventually, and then I got, I think I, I, I took, uh, the Whites on the right ended up just going into the middle to take out a, a retainer horde, a retainer regiment, and then. I got a lucky reform that was out of your line of sight of redemption. And then your woodland critters couldn't disorder them. And then they got to charge your forsaken and one shot at them as well. So it's like, yeah, I think around turn four and five, everything just kind of started dying. And uh, I got a couple of good nerve rolls. And you didn't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That that, that definitely wasn't what turned the game, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think initially just like logging down that horde and using the rev cap to kind of create lanes or prevent you from having any lanes early kind of just set up the the counterattack. Oh, the rev cap troops are so good, right? Are we going to mention Alex's secret strategy? Was because I popped in to to, to spectate this match, but uh, after forty five minutes of turn one movement, I I signed out pretty quickly. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, ten one was probably fifty five. Let's be honest. Yeah. I um, I think I think I'd had three coffees. Yeah, <laughs> I just played yeah, a bit of Total Warhammer on the side. Put <laughs> to sleep, and then just like move move units around, and then when they wake up, they're like, "Oh, what happened?" I'm like, "Oh, that was just my movement phase. It's fine." 
and then mm -hmm. I get flank charges across the board. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. Oh, bad it's, luck. It's pretty hard to keep yeah. track when you're asleep. So let's, um, should we have a look at the uh, the leaderboard currently? Let's see start where at, we are. Start uh, at the bottom if you want to find me. Let me let me just go down to the bottom of the thing there. So after round one, no, second you're bottom. not bottom. You are yeah, I'm, I'm currently collecting bottom. copies of yeah. Drowned Secrets so I can have a bonfire of, of Ben Stoddard in the next round. <laughs> Nice. Oh, I like it. Duval is. Um, let me find Duval. Where are you, Jeremy? Oh, here you are. Ah, Ninety-eight. See, that's how we do. That's, uh... <laughs> Sil Sylvan kin roots are deep we... in the standings. Very deep. Let me just uh, scroll up. I've got to scroll for quite a while to find my. Oh no, wait. I'm sixty-third. I won. I got a twenty-one point victory at the sixty-third. How is this possible? Northern Kings scoring is it gives a lot of big wins. I think. Yeah, I felt like I won pretty well, but clearly not. So I'm sixty-third, and then keeping going up. I'm keeping going up. Where's Coos? Where's Coos? Wow, how high are you? Have I missed you? I might have missed you. Keep scrolling. Keep going. No, no, I've reached. I've reached the top. Mm. I'm bouncing back down again. I How many points did you be, win by? I got 25. There you are. Four. Hey. Hey. Look man. at you. Look at, look at you. So, thanks, Matt. So top, top five. No worries. You got Paige Neo at the top, then Dan King, Adam Kin. Who's Adam Kin? My next round opponent, I think, is Billy Henninger. Yeah, and who else? What are our other opponents for round round two? Have you got Steve? Yeah, let's have a look at the rounds. So, um. Yeah, Alex is against Binny, Billy Hanninger. Let me find Duval. Jeremy's against Mike Smith. He's a UK guy. Do you know him, Steve? Don't okay. know Mike Smith, actually. No, I don't. Uh, let me see. Uh, as we know, Ben Stoddard right at the bottom there against uh, our good friend, Matt Croger. And I'm against another UK guy, UK guy that I've not met before. Yeah, so I'm against Max Bennett, who I've not met before. But Yeah, Max and I played in the last Cold Arms. That was a, that was a rude awakening for my, like, I think my second game with Abyssal Dwarves. Nine Siege Breaker Hordes. <laughs> play Thanks, play your shooting list and he may never want to meet you, Steve. I could do. I could play. Yeah, that. what's everyone what's everyone playing in the second round? All right. I'm I'm going with um I, I've tried I was thinking to mm, do I take a Sylvankin list to show Jeremy how to play oh. Sylvankin? Oh. <laughs> I have been having a having fun with my Sylvankin, but um I think I'm I'm so excited by the thought of MSU Ratkin that I'm gonna take my um my MSU Ratkin, which is basically I think it's about six or seven regiments of shock troops and then um, just some stuff to go with them just for fun. Yeah, yeah. So that should be quite fun. See how that one uh, pans out. Uh, how about you, Jeremy? What are you taking? Oh, Abyssals. You so, uh, yeah. So Abyssals won uh, the poll for round two and we're playing 2,000 points. So uh, I have a couple of different uh, iterations of the list that I'm working on. Most likely it will be some succubi, some, uh, I'm kind of, you know, Abyssals is on my maybe to-do list of all Mantic models. So I'm trying to build it towards the models that I like from Mantic to see if there's something in there somewhere that could be competitive, but also use the, the Mantic model. So I have some succubuses, uh, succubus regiments with the, um, the lurker upgrade. I have some lower Abyssals. I have a couple warlocks. Um, I'm, I, want to try to use the Cronius maybe or some Bolox or I, I'm not quite sure yet just kind of throwing in a bunch of random stuff into like my 
my evil demon pot and we'll see like what floats to the surface but it is an army that i'm that i've talked about in the past of maybe wanting to build one day so i'm excited to to have a chance to play them what about you matt so because the army is something i'm keen on building i think i'm just gonna stick with it and i'm also finding that eventually it'll hopefully (laughs) teach me to be a better player with some hard mistakes it's kind of one of those armies that you either win big or you lose big so i think i'm just going to piss this for a while for a while but i'm giving all my opponents i just say to them look i honestly don't really care so if there's something you want to practice against let me know and i'll build it so um if they if they say no there's nothing then i'll i think i'll just keep running this list for a while i think i'm going to keep running my my undead just because it's a nice change from rats from the last two years it's, it's a different enough and just like it's kind of fun to have a bag of hammers as opposed it's to not the same swarms of guys so it's a nice nice change of pace for my brain and i'm you know it's like i think that was my third or fourth game with it so now i'm just you know i'm just gonna ride this out for a little while i think you make a good point it's nice to to try different styles isn't it and you know i haven't played kind of a fast hammer with lots of chaff having to think all those things ahead about what you're doing it's it's nice to to just play something that's essentially completely different as a style yeah, you're saying it's like like a totally different style than your your dwarves, right? Like, so it's just like yeah, it takes a while for you to adjust because you come up with all these strategies and like things that you you do in this situation. Like, I played a game of loot the other day with this list, and I'm like, I've never played loot with it before, and I'm like, I have mm. my loot strategies for rats, but I don't. I have like, what do I do with loot for this one? Like, how do I play yeah. this? How do I play a token mission? with this list that's way more elite has fewer drops and nothing's really like throwaway. exactly and something like my dwarf list you know i just go well that's going to grind so that'll go in and it'll still be there a couple of turns later whereas with something like the green lady list i'm really struggling with when is the right time to put the chaff in and you know try and blow through it's just completely yeah. different completely yeah, different like- uh, play style yeah, ex- that that's a really big component of like Alpha Strike is like when do you commit your chaff and like to what you need to do it at the time when you're going to get gain out of it. You can't just throw it out there, have it die, and then you're not in a better position than you were before. Like I played North Alliance a bit in the fall and I kept on doing the same thing because it's not super fast, but then the chaff would just die and then I wouldn't be in enough a good enough position to take advantage of it. So mm. I've started writing myself notes. <laughs> Dear Matt. Do not do this again. It's smart, though. You have to like, <laughs> you have to be mindful of what you're doing if you're going to get better. You might want to write those lo- notes more legibly because you played me after Alex and then immediately did it again. <laughs> yeah. I, to, 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 to be fair, I started the notes after that game. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, I meant, oh, Literally, my well. first no- my, my yeah. first note is: do not push all your chat forward in one turn. <laughs> I popped, I popped my head into that game and then it made me feel a little less special. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely special. Matt's in Australia. He gets up at five o'clock in the morning to play us. And then I literally, I didn't even mean to. I wasn't even playing that well, I think. But yeah, you made some errors. And I rolled like a demon. And, and, and yeah, it wasn't that pretty, was it? Really? You, you, rolled, you rolled above average, Steve? Uh, I have no idea, as I've completely said. And I wouldn't use that word anyway. I find that people often use the word wrong. So I rolled above mode, put it that way. I don't know about median, but definitely above mode. All right, cool. So let's, um, what we'll do, we'll play our second round matches and then let's do this again. Same bad time, same bad channel. Or yeah, definitely. Okay, until next time. Keep counter charging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on...
countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. Thank you.